Hi, Mama. I can literally hear the birds chirping outside so loudly. I hope you can hear it. I don't know if my mic is picking it up, but it's just that beautiful of a day. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. <laughs> it's so good. And I um, honestly am so grateful to be here with you. Sometimes, you know, I like, I dread the recording process of a podcast because it's work and it's kind of vulnerable and it's, you know, I have to like just force myself into it. I just have to step off the cliff every time. But once I'm doing it, I genuinely love it. I love getting to talk to you. I love getting to be used by God in this way. And it's, it's really fun. Like once I hit that record button, I'm like, okay, I got this. Got it. Got Holy Spirit just like kicks into gear <laughs> and it's so fun. And I'm just so blessed looking out at the window and getting to talk to you. And I just love the conversations we're getting to have right now. We're continuing our series on lies in motherhood, both that we tell ourselves and that culture tells us. And we're going to continue our conversation. We started in the last episode about the lie that it will be better when a lie that I think so many of us fall into. I know myself commonly does And so we're just kind of dissecting it today, unpacking it, um, and I'm going to help you replace it with some truth because there's some truth in it. Like, yes, better things are coming. Yes, I believe that. I want you to believe that. But we can't just fall into the trap of it's better when and live in this ideal that won't actually produce the things that God has for us. It won't produce the character he has, uh, the people that we, he's called us to be. It won't help us do the things he has for us to do in this world. And so we're going to continue that today. I encourage you to go back and listen to the first part of this, where I kind of unpack um, some of the reasons this is a lie and where it comes up for me. And then we're going to dive a little bit deeper today. So I hope you are excited. Hey, um, if you have not left a review for the Morning Mama podcast, I cannot tell you how much it means to me when you do. So if you've been around here for a minute, listening to some of these episodes and it's helping you and you're like, yes, I want to do this. I want to be here. I want to be in this community. Please just pause this episode. Go leave a quick review. You don't have to write paragraphs. If you want to write paragraphs, I will read them and I'll encourage my heart to the brim. But it just helps so much when you take a minute to do that, just to get this podcast more seen by more mamas. Um, It just encourages me to keep running the race. So please um, go and do that. That so that you can just help. Like if you want to, if you want to give back, that's the best way to do it. So thank you for that. Thank you for all of you that have already done that. I appreciate you. I love you and I'm grateful for you. So, okay, that's enough for me. Well, I guess I'm coming back after the music. <laughs> that's enough of this. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So we are going to continue this conversation on the trap, the lie that we fall into when we start to say, oh, it's going to be better when. And we've talked about how this is a lie because 
what we're saying in that moment is that there's this idealized version of our lives. There's this idealized version of ourselves that exists in the future. And that has nothing to do with the choices that we make now, that it's just going to come as life goes on. And we have talked about how that's not true, how (laughs) these things that we dream of one, usually only bring more complication or two will not be developed in us unless we choose to do those things today. And so I'm going to talk to you now about, you know, we talked about how there's a truth in this lie that things are going to get better. I genuinely, I genuinely believe that the best is yet to come. God says he's going to give us more than we can ask or imagine. And so what does that actually mean? If it's not the statement of it's going to be better when, what is the best is actually to come? What does it mean? What does it look like? And I think actually what it looks like, it's not this idea of perfection. It's not this escaping the pressure. What it is, is that one, the more that we seek God, the more that we are going to find him. So the thing that makes our lives good, if you haven't figured it out yet, let me tell you the number one thing that will make your life good. And I hope most of you know where I'm going with this. If you don't, that's okay. You need to hang out with us more, but the number one thing that will make your life better is God. Simple, straightforward, God. Now, I know this doesn't make all the pain go away. I know this doesn't stop the tears. I know this doesn't stop the hard things you have to carry. I know this doesn't do your dishes, right? Like there are still hard realities about our life. Sometimes something deeper than dishes like death, like sickness. Sometimes just like the the hard stuff that we carry in a day. Those things are all still real. However, the thing that helps us get through those, the thing that redeems them, the thing that, I don't know, for me, makes me want to wake up in the morning to do the same thing all over again, to to go to do school pickup and drop off and cook the meals and make the lunches and do the dishes and sweep the floor and help put away the toys and, uh, right, wipe the butts, (laughs) The thing that makes me want to do it every day when I wake up, because I genuinely wake up excited for each day. Every now and then I'll have a day where I'm like, oh, I don't know about this day. But most days I wake up excited, so excited for my life, even though there are very, very hard things about it. And the thing that it that does that is God, my relationship with God, because he's right there with me because I get to go start my day by spending time with him. I get to be with him all throughout the day. I get to, to see what he wants to do in me. I get to discover new gifts he's put inside of me. I get to discover gifts that he's put inside of my children. I get to have these intimate encounters with God or, or ways that God uh, helps me encounter my kids in intimate ways or, or with my husband, like whatever it looks like, God is the orchestrator of it all. He is the author of all beauty. And so the more, the best is yet to come because the more that we seek God, the more that we're going to find him. He promises in James 4, 8, that when we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So today, tomorrow is another opportunity to do that. It's another day filled with time where we get to intentionally spend time with God and seek him in all things. And so that means the best is yet to come because God is going to keep working in you. He's going to keep changing you from the inside. He's going to keep strengthening you. He's going to keep, again, showing you gifts inside of you. He's going to keep showing you purpose that he has for you on this earth because we know he, he's not showing us 
all of our purpose at once or we couldn't handle it. So that means tomorrow we might get another glimpse into the purpose that he has for us. That's pretty freaking cool. With me? That's why the best is yet to come. Another reason the best is yet to come is that the more that we learn to trust God, the more that we're going to find freedom. I, I heard, and I might have shared this with you recently, but it's just been so impactful in my life. I was reading Craig Groeschel's book, Dangerous Prayers, which I highly recommend. It's super challenging and convicting and equipping. It's, it's so good. But one of the things he said is that he realized that the area that he has the most fear is the area, the same area that he has the least amount of trust with God. So what area is that with you? What, where does fear pop up for you? You know, for me, and I don't even fully understand it, but it comes sometimes at night just in, in hearing noises and, and I'm worried about my safety and the kids' safety. And, you know, during the day when I send them off to places, I fully trust God. And I'm like, yeah, God's got them. He's in control. But for some reason in the night, this, this, this fear comes up for me. And so I have been realizing, okay, there is something I'm not trusting God with. I'm not trusting that God is right here in my midst as we sleep, as I am completely out of control, right? My eyes are closed. My body is limp. I cannot change things. I am fully incapacitated, out of control. So it's realizing that who is in control? It's God. And so the more that I'm learning to trust God, the more I'm going to find freedom in that. And that's, that goes through every area of our lives. You know, there's, I've talked so many times about the miscarriage that I had, that the, the worst possible thing that I thought could happen happened. I lost my baby at 12 weeks and yet that turned into the best season of my life. This is where the podcast was born. God did so much in me through that. And so I, through that, have learned to trust him in huge ways. And and from that, I have found so much freedom. I have found freedom from needing to people please all the time. Now that's still a journey I'm on, but through that, I have gained so much momentum there. I have found freedom in worrying about the the safety of my children, apparently, except for at night. (laughs) obviously still room for growth, but I, I now trust that God is in control and he has plans for them. And I, I don't have to be in that. I mean, I'm, I'm equipping them when, when they're with me, I'm teaching them and parenting them. But when they're out of my hands, they're at school, they're with other people. I'm using wisdom who they go with, but God is in control in those moments. And so as I have grown in trust with him, I have found so much more freedom. And the same is for you. Whatever area you're struggling in, maybe it's depression. Maybe it's just this deep sadness. You can't get out of bed. You can't move forward. You feel so stuck. The more that you can learn to trust God with what you're feeling, with what you're in the middle of, with the circumstances that, that are contributing to that with your brain chemistry, with all of it, the more you can learn to trust him, the more you're going to find freedom from that depression. Now, I I still believe in therapy and sometimes even medication can be helpful, but that doesn't, is not the, the source. God is the source and he's going to use some other resources in your life. But the key is that the more that we can trust him, the more that we are going to find that freedom. Anxiety is kind of an example I just talked about. That's a clear, clear path. The more trust that we have in God, the less anxiety we are going to have. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. So the more that we can trust him, the more that we're going to find that freedom. So tomorrow is another chance to trust God. Tomorrow is another chance to practice that trust, to, to dive into it, to read his word so that we can understand his character so that we know how we can trust him more. It's another chance to be reminded of who he is by looking at the stars in the sky and, and the massive trees. As I look out my window, there's this massive tree in our yard and I I can't imagine how old it is. I can't imagine how long it's been there. And I think about a God that created not just that tree, but the billions of trees that are on this earth. And he created the earth and he created the, the, the way that the earth sustains life, right? There's just so many amazing things about him that when I start to make him too small, I put him in my pocket and I don't trust him because who could trust a pocket sized God? But the thing is that God, that's not God. God doesn't fit in our pockets. And so we have to take him out and we got to be reminded of who he really is. And that how small we are and how big he is. And so tomorrow is another chance for more freedom because the more that I can get to know God, the more that I can trust him, the more freedom that I'm going to have. So yes, the best is yet to come. Another reason the best is yet to come is that the more that we are faithful with what we have in our hands, the more fun stuff that God is going to give to us. Okay. Now, yes, Sometimes that fun stuff is also really hard stuff. Probably is because you're increasing your strength. And so he's going to hand you more heavy things to carry. So that's just going to keep increasing your strength. However, it's also more fun. So the more that we are faithful with plowing the field, like I talked about in the last episode, just being faithful with these little things that are in front of us every day, the more that we're faithful with that, the more God's going to trust us with. He's going to say, okay, my daughter is being faithful with what I've given her. She's being faithful to love her children. She's being faithful to honor, respect, and love her husband. She's being faithful to take care of her house. She's being faithful to take care of her body. She's being faithful to spread my word by inviting her friends to church. She's being faithful in all these little things. So I'm going to give her some more. And when he sees he can trust us and he gives us more, these things are going to be these things that he ordained a long time ago for us to do on this earth. He knows the exact gifts inside of you because he planned you out and created you. He knows your exact interests. He knows your passions. He knows what's going to get you stoked to do. Like he knew that I was going to love podcasting long before I knew that I would love it. Now I even question it before I start every day, but I do love it. And God knew that. And so God brought me to this place. And so he gives you that fun stuff. And so tomorrow is a new opportunity to be faithful with the stuff that you have so that God is going to give you more fun stuff. And that fun stuff definitely means the best is yet to come. I mean, I sit here and I dream and I'm like, if my life is already this good, if I already have these amazing things I get to do, building his church on my church staff, doing this podcast and, and coaching women and taking care of my family and my marriage and all of these things. If I already get to do all of this and, and better things are coming. Oh my goodness. How in the world, like, what is that even going to look like? I can't even imagine like this already feels too big and too important and too exciting. I can't imagine something bigger and more important and more exciting. So yes, the best is yet to come. Another way that the best is yet to come is because the more that we grow, the more excited about growth we will become. 
Once you start to invest in your growth and, and see yourself growing and changing and, and getting rid of those bad habits and picking up good habits and, and becoming more like Jesus and, and learning how to sit in God's presence and hear his voice, the more that you do that, the more that you're going to be excited about growth. And the more that that happens, you're going to be just in awe of what God is doing inside of you. And then from that, through you. And that's literally how I wake up every day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love growing. I want to grow. I'm ready to grow. I'm reading books about growth. I'm I'm trying to invest in my growth. I'm trying to figure out all of these different ways to, to grow stronger in these different categories. And so tomorrow is the hope of more growth. Tomorrow is another day where I get to see what God wants to change in me and transform in me so that I can use that to transform others. And that whole process is so fun. It is just the best. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have some questions for you. We're going to jump into those now because I know all this excitement that I have about all of these things. And I'm like, the best is yet to come. And it's so good. And I hope it gets you excited. And I hope it gets you motivated. However, I know that there's some real challenges you might be facing and some real barriers that you have that you're not feeling these things. You don't see things this way. And so I want to help you get through those. So let me bring you through some questions and I want you to write these down and answer them, especially if you heard me talking about the best is yet to come and you had a disconnect and you said, that's great for you, but I don't know how that could be true for me, or I don't know how to make that happen in my life or, okay, I feel excited now, but I know tomorrow I'm going to lose that excitement. I'm going to have to listen to another episode to get that excitement back. And that's not what I want for you. I want to help you have sustainable growth, sustainable excitement. Now, excitement specifically is going to ebb and flow. We cannot, we're not always going to feel that motivation, but you need to learn how to get that for yourself from what you're doing. So these are the questions I want you to ask yourself. So get some paper and a pen and write these down and, or just, you know, take out your phone. I know I've been doing that. I'm reading a really great book right now and it has a lot of reflective questions. And so I'm just taking notes on everything that I am asking myself and I'm learning about. And it's, I'm excited because I'm going to have it there in my phone to, to go back to and, and be reminded on all these things that I've dug into. So maybe take some notes on your phone. Pen and paper is really good for your brain, but I know phone can be more practical. So first one, how much of my daily time is actually spent seeking God? So I want you to be honest. What does that look like? If God is the source of our hope, if God is the one that is making the best yet to come, how much of your life does God really have a say in? How much is he entering? How much are you inviting him into? What does that look like? You know, and, and do you have that dedicated time to him, whether it's in the morning or at night or whenever, when your kids are napping, to sit down with him and read his word and spend time in prayer? What about the rest of your day? What about as you're in the school pickup line and as you're making breakfast and as you're doing laundry and as you're going to work and all of these things, are you inviting him into those spaces? Are you praying throughout the day? Are you asking him what he thinks of things? Are you inviting his perspective into things? Now, none of these questions should cause shame. And if they do, that's not God. You can tell a difference between the voice of condemnation from the enemy, which can be a voice of shame by that. It's going to just tell you, yep, you're never going to amount to be enough. This is who you are. You're stuck. 
It's a voice of hopelessness. But God's voice, God's voice of conviction is going to lead you to more. It's going to remind you of who you are and say, yeah, daughter, I have more for you. I'm waiting here to be close to you. I just want to be allowed to come into your life and I have more for you. It's calling you higher. And that's, that's how you distinguish between the voice of God and the enemy. And so make sure you're doing that as you listen. If you feel something rise up in you, conviction's good. That, that helps us follow God more closely. We need that condemnation is only going to tear us down. So make sure you're only listening to the voice of conviction and not condemnation. Okay. So how much of your daily time is actually spent seeking God? I want you to spend some time reflecting on that. Okay. The next one is how much and I, how much time or energy or money or whatever, how many, how much resources am I investing in my growth? This is kind of what I was talking about that recently. I've just been trying to really make it a point to invest in my growth. And there's so much more I could be doing, but even just starting by reading right now, I'm reading the book 15 invaluable laws of growth. I think it's what it's called by John Maxwell. So good. Go pick it up. That's a really great place to start. He helps you reflect and dig in and apply things. And it's just so much wisdom. It's, it's fantastic. So what does that look like for you? Are you doing Bible studies? Are you leaning into leaders in your life for wisdom and guidance? Are, are you reading? Like whether whatever book it is, reading is essential. Are you going to conferences? Are you trying new experiences? What does that look like? Are you growing? Are you investing in therapy? What does your investment and in growth look like? Okay. Now, next question. Am I being faithful with what is in my hands in this season? Or am I sitting in hopelessness, stuck dreaming about some ideal future? I'll read it again for you. Am I being faithful with what is in my hands in this season? Or am I sitting in hopelessness, stuck dreaming about some ideal future? I feel like this can be so many of us moms. We've talked about this a lot on these episodes, but you know, I just picture a mom in her day covered in dirty clothes and dirty kitchen and just dreaming about the day when those things aren't there. And I get that, but I think that God has more for you right now. So where are you at that? Are you being faithful? Are you, are you doing everything you can as if you're doing it unto the Lord. We're going to be talking about that more in a, in a future episode, but that we're called to do every task that we're doing as if we're doing it for Jesus, right? Like picture him right there as you're doing the laundry, as you're cooking meals, as you're cleaning, like, are you doing it with excellence and a good attitude? What does that look like? Or are you just dreaming of this future when things will be easier and you're not being planted in the present? Okay. The next question how am I allowing community to help me grow? We are not meant to do it alone. Hope I have reiterated that enough for you, but it probably cannot be reiterated enough because it's a reality that we need, especially as moms, to be reminded of constantly. We are not meant to do it alone. So question is again, how am I allowing community to help me grow? Do other people know where your struggles are? Do other people know what your weaknesses are? People need to know these things. They need to know what you're struggling with. They need to know what is hard for you and where you need help, where you need to grow. So are you in a small group? Do you have healthy, authentic friendships that you're pouring into and you're being real in and open in? Are you allowing leaders to speak into your life? Are you inviting mentors in? Even are you serving in church? Because serving within 
a church community, that will help you grow. I promise you. It might not feel immediate, but it will help you grow. So how are you allowing community to help you grow? Okay, another question to write down. What is my attitude like? There's a few questions here. They all kind of connect. What is my attitude like? What do I have my eyes focused on? Is my perspective in line with God's word? What is my attitude like? What do I have my eyes focused on? Is my perspective in line with God's word? And, you know, there's many areas that you need to to check in terms of if your perspective is in, in line with God's word. But one area that's very related to what we're talking about is just this idea of how God is in the midst of the hard and that he has not abandoned you, that the better is not where the hard is absent, but rather in the midst of right now is really where the good stuff is. And so this is some, a verse I share with you often. In fact, <laughs> someone was telling me they don't really have any Bible verses memorized, but they had a couple and <laughs> mostly they were from the ones I constantly repeat on the podcast. And this is one of them. It's one of my favorites and least favorites because it's challenging, but it's so good. So this is the one, James 1, 2, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. So consider it all joy when you have trials. That means the thing you're in right now that you don't like, you got to count that as joy. That's a biblical perspective. So do you have that? Do you have a good attitude about where you're at and what's going on, even when it's hard, even when you feel like it's not fair? We're going to talk soon too about how, you know, easily we can blame society or our husbands or whatever culture about why things, social media, about why it's so hard to be a mom. And there's some truth in those things. However, that's not helpful. Sitting around and complaining and blaming is not going to get us anywhere. We are called to take the hard things and turn them into joy. They're still going to be hard, but we can find joy in the midst of them. So what is your attitude like? Do you have this biblical perspective? And I ask, what are your eyes focused on? Because that's going to tell you what kind of attitude you have. If your eyes are focused on, okay, I know in the midst of this, God is making me new. I know in the midst of this, God is, is increasing steadfast in me. I know in the midst of this, I'm getting to build up my kids for his kingdom, right? Or are you saying, this is not fair. My husband doesn't do enough. Are you saying, oh my gosh, my kids are not helping enough. My kids are so hard and and they're so emotional and I don't know, (laughs) they're so needy. What What are your eyes fixed on? Oh, this other mom has it so much better than I do. Or, or even, man, I wish I was as good as that other mom. What are your eyes fixed on? Because that's going to determine your attitude. So watch where those eyes go. Okay, another question to reflect on is how are you living in purpose by building God's kingdom? You know that the main reason you're here, two things, is to enjoy God's presence and to build his kingdom, to bring it to this earth. Those are your purposes. So if you aren't doing those, you're going to feel unfulfilled. You're going to feel confused, empty, lost. So look at your life. How are you building God's kingdom? Now, building God's kingdom can look a lot of different ways. It can look like parenting. It can look like being a stay-at-home mom and helping our kids discover who Jesus is. But how much is that showing up in your parenting? How much are you 
sharing about the Bible? How much are you teaching your kids the values that are in God's word? How much are you teaching them God's word? What does that look like? And then also, we do need to be inviting our neighbors to church. We do need to be being the light on this earth. So are you being the light in your friendships? Are you being the light in your neighborhood? Are you being the light at your workplace? What does that look like? How are you building God's kingdom? Are you in a church? Are you plugged in? Are you serving? This is all what it looks like to build God's kingdom. And if you aren't doing these things, you're going to feel that lack of purpose. And you're going to miss out on what God wants to do through you. And part of that is part of the best is yet to come is what he wants to do through you. Not just in you, but through you. Okay. So I want you to spend some good time reflecting on that, those questions. And, you know, I've been doing this as I've been reading this book I'm telling you about, and I just so enjoy myself. I sit at night and I just take my time going through this book and I'll, I'll type up these questions, not these ones, but the ones that he's proposing. And I'll, I'll spend time like letting myself reflect and think. And one of the things in the book he's talking about is how much reflection is key for growth. And so take your time with this. Don't listen to the next episode. Go and do this now. Or when your kids go down for a nap, grab a cup of coffee, grab a glass of wine, like if whatever time of the day it is, grab a hot beverage or a cold beverage, some nice tea, whatever it is, and, and spend some time reflecting on that and let God shape you through those questions. So, so a few realizations that I want to share with you real quickly as we wrap up. Um, a lot of, a lot of these are just kind of a summary of what we already talked about. The first one is just the good seasons are gonna still be hard. So marriage, you know, this baby you've been praying for kids in general, starting a business, all those things, they're still going to be hard. And really the only moments of these pure bliss things like, like we imagine, those are like vacation moments. Those are like when you go out on a really good date with your husband, you guys are in a good place and there's no conflict. Those are like when you're in those moments of play with your kids where you lose yourself. Like we're going to have those little moments, but that's not going to be what our seasons look like. And it's not what our seasons are supposed to look like. And so we need to stop seeking out that as the ultimate goal. Another one is the tasks that are before you now the hard that is present with you, these are the things that are essential for taking you to the bigger, the better, the more fun. So what you have before you, no matter how mundane or hard it is, those exact things are essential to bring you to the better, to bring you to the ideal. And so you got to be faithful with what is before you. The better, so another one is the better brings the harder. When I start working, it'll be better. So I imagine someday when I get to work more often, because I don't have a lot of days where I get to work now, I think in a lot of ways that is going to be better because I I love working. I I feel more in line with my purposes and gifts when I'm working. Now, I find this in my motherhood as well, but a lot of times in this stage of motherhood, it doesn't come as naturally and that's okay. I, I still choose to be present in it, but I imagine a day when I get to do that more and I think it will be better but it's also going to be harder. It's going to be harder to figure out how to show up for it all, to have energy for it all. It's going to be harder to find those uh, intentional moments with my kids because I'll have less time with them. You know, there's, there's so many things that's going to make it harder. But just remember, as you dream for the better, it also means the harder is coming, but that's okay. It's good. Uh, another one is God is orchestrating a plan for you right now in the middle, exact middle of where you are. 
But in order to get that plan to full fruition, you need to be obedient to him and you need to embrace the now, like we keep talking about. So God is using all of these things to orchestrate this beautiful plan for you that is beyond your comprehension. And it, it is the, the plan begins with the things that are before you now. And so just have faith that that is happening and he is is going to lead you and guide you through what is before you. You don't have to go searching frantically to try and find it. He's going to show you it through what is before you now. Another nugget is that it's okay not to love a season. It's totally okay. But not only do you need to press into it, like we keep talking about, because you're going to regret it if you don't, but it also has the ability to make you into who you were created to be. So the now actually is so exciting because the now makes us into who we are created to be and propels us into the future that God has for us. So get excited. It's right here. You don't have to go searching. It's right here. It's it's in your living room. It's in your kitchen. It's in your kids' bedrooms. That That is it. It's not this far off distant future. It's right here. So I want you to reflect on all those questions. And then I want you to wrap it up with these three questions. One, where is the lie showing up in your life? Two, what do you need to do in order to reverse this? So some of the things we talked about, like changing your perspective, spending time with God, investing in growth, reading more, whatever it is. And number three, what is the one step you need to take today to begin this growth. I'm so excited for you, mama. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you that with you, there is always better waiting for us. God, I thank you that all we need to do is be faithful and keep our eyes fixed on you. And you're going to do more than we can ask or imagine. And I just praise you for that. God, I pray that we would be able to give you all of our dreams, all of our hopes, and and even just our right now, God. We, we praise you. We give you the glory, God, and we thank you that we get to join with you on this mission of bringing your kingdom to this earth. What an honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Oh,